The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. It's the day after um, the day after the the day after the day after Game Four. Uh, Golden State Warriors have tied up the series two two hundred and seven to ninety seven win against the Boston Celtics. This is what your twenty seventh or twenty eighth road win in playoff series. Um, you know, yes, yeah, so, something something ridiculous. Um, Behind uh, a mercurial Steph Curry at 34, feels like he's putting together um, one of the best um, finals runs of his career, if not the best. Um, I'm joined today by Golden State fan Nii. How's it going? It's a lot better than the day I was watching the game, bro. I was getting kind of stressed. And obviously me and Yaz were having like a stink off. <laughs> in the group chat saying now nah, you're gonna win, you're gonna win, and like yeah, we finally got through it. So like we live to see another day. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um with with that, and it's it's, it's interesting because that game fours are always pivotal because obviously they could have gone they could go three one, yeah. um, or you could go two two, and even going two two is no obviously no guarantee that you're gonna win the series, but three one would have been pretty much a guarantee that. The, the series over, was yeah. done, so so um, I'm loving the back and forth and the fact that even though we're four games in, I, I couldn't with any great certainty tell you who's going to win. My prediction was you guys in six. Um, I feel like it's going to go seven at this point, but but let's yeah. get into our topics. We'll start with a quick overview of, of, of game four, Nii, please. Yeah, cool. So like, Boston came out hot as I expected. Um, I'm there at home. Pretty hostile environment. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of washed us in um, game three. And like you think they're going to try and capitalize in this moment and go up 3 1 and then have the opportunity to beat us one more time over the next few games. Um, mm. I think they got to like 11 full start. So, what was different with the Warriors this game is that we came out with our like small ball lineup. We had um, Otto Porter starting instead of Looney and Drummond at the five. Um, and that didn't work. Like, and we were getting swallowed up. 
um, offensively, um, it, it wasn't really that like, working too well. Um, and I think that like, through this series, like we can kind of see so far that like, when the Warriors go small against Boston's big lineup, um, it's kind of a problem for the Warriors. And then when we go vice versa, um, we start to get a bit more joy. But um, yeah, so that like, Kerr went with that start. Um, it didn't particularly work out too well. He called a timeout after the 11-4. And to be honest mm. with you, um, in that first quarter, like the way Boston started in that first half, even Steph made a lot of timely buckets um, in that first half. He didn't exactly have a like two, three minute period where he had that that sort of like Steph Curry flurry sort of thing. Um, it was just like making timely shots and plays that kept us within the game. Keeping you alive, that, yeah. Yeah, Wiggins and Paul as well did a really good job in the first half because when Boston were getting really good looks and like, they were playing to their script, um, like they were getting those open threes and um, like they were moving the Warriors on defense. And I, I thought they executed the game plan really well. Um, but we just had guys step up and make time shots to kind of keep us in contention for the second half. Um, and then when we got into the third quarter, um, we didn't, I thought we had a really good third quarter. I mean, it wasn't like a like, totally dominant one where like, we go and like, like blow things away and like, open like a, top, like a 10 point lead. It wasn't really that sort of game. I thought Boston played really well and continued to do what they were doing. Um, yeah. Really, I think where they lost the game, Boston was the fourth quarter. I, I, I thought Boston should have won this game. They're the better team. They, they are the better team in general in the series. Um, and it wasn't even the whole of the fourth quarter. It's really like the last six minutes. I was watching back the fourth quarter earlier this morning. Um, and like, I'm Jalen Brown, Jason Tate, made some really big shots in the first six minutes of that fourth quarter. Um, and then Marcus Smart as well. He hit like a buzzer beat at the shot clock. Um, and and he, you're probably thinking to yourself then that this is over. Like I definitely thought that we weren't going to win this game. Because uh, I think Steph had just like, made a turnover before that. Um, Draymond made a turnover as well. Um, our offensive looks were getting pretty ugly. We were taking yeah. a long time to get into action. Um, and like, Boston just kept hustling in defence. Rob Williams was doing really well. Um, and then like, those last six minutes, it was a case of Jalen Brown, Justin Tatum, going into a bit of hearable. Um, yeah. A lot of contested frees. Um, and, like, and Boston just kind of went away from the identity. Like They weren't really like moving the Warriors as much on defence anymore. And in the instance that they were, they were overplaying. There was one play where they swung the ball out to White, um, mm. like three or four seconds left. And really, there was an open shot before that, that pass, I think. Maybe it was Marcus Smart, I think. Um, and you think to yourself, this isn't really the guy who you want with the ball for three or four seconds left. Yeah. Uh, like Jason Tatum, Tatum or Brown really got to step up in that moment and kind of like lead proceedings and like not just go for the contested threes, but continue to work the Royals and defence and that finals open gaps that have been working through all game. Um, mm. But for one reason or another, they went away from that. I think that's partly because um, Clay and Wiggins did a really good job contesting the shots and they played really good defence in the latter part of that fourth, especially Clay Thompson, um, much better than when he started the game. And then you had instances from Draymond where he came in um, and played some good defence. But yeah, I think Boston kind of blew that game. Um, I'll kind of put on Brown and Tatum to kind of like lead their guys and like continue to set that tempo and not kind of get shook because you missed a couple of few shots, but yeah. continue playing the way that's kind of gotten you to this position so far. Interesting. Um, that's when they kind of lost it. Lost their way. So a couple of questions for you. Firstly, who did you feel was the best player in the series coming in? Um, I thought the best player was Steph Curry still. Well, so like, I'm in mean, the yeah. previous series against the Mavs. I thought it would be Luka. Because um, Lucas just uses an incredible offensive player, like weapon. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. But I honestly thought Steph would be the best player in the series. And I, I know some people thought um, he might struggle to score against his best defense. But that like, you know, sometimes when you just have a feeling 
like it's not really based on any logical reason really but like like historically from like the games i remember he's never really had too much of an issue with boston yeah. um and like and it kind of shows in the series like he's kind of getting the looks that he wants and that's partly because of the defense they're playing um yeah but i guess we get into that but um yeah i always thought it'd be steph that'd be the best player in the series cool 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 um who did you have down as your man of the match um, but I mean, it's, it's definitely it's definitely that like, forty-two points, ten rebounds, four assists. Um, yeah, man. yeah. But what, what's it like watching him in this in this form? Because he's having to carry a bigger load than he's ever had to carry. Um, mm. What 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 is it like watching him go off? Because he's putting together, like I said at the top, he's putting together a, a, a series for the ages, really. So what, what's it like watching him game in game out playing like this? Um, I mean, like, I'm the games you win, you like. Like, oh, thank goodness it has Steph in the games you lose. You're like, boy, like, um, you know, it's a bit of a struggle here. We could definitely do some help that that sort of LeBron sort of thing, you know, it feels a bit hopeless. But honestly, it's kind of a relief because um, a lot of questions have been put against him. And maybe that, unrightly so, like, it's not even just him, but I can think that like him and Kerr were, in previous years, we've kind of said Kerr should kind of adapt in situations in-game and just put the ball in Curry's hand. Then people turn around and say, and rightly so, that Curry should kind of command the ball. And, like, you know how Tatum and Brown kind of went off on a tangent in the fourth. We've seen people like LeBron um, and, like, the greats and, like, KD, etc. that kind of, like, um, stray away from what's been working for the team and say, look, I'm, I'm the best player here. I'm going to put the team on my back, get the ball and make plays. Yeah. Um, and he's been kind of doing that in this series and he did it in the fourth quarter pretty big. He's been running a lot of pick and rolls, um, taking shots, setting up plays. Um, and he's not really like moving off board and off screen as much um, because sometimes it's kind of a mute point. So I think for Curry, I think last year kind of helped him because mm-hmm. it was pretty much him. I'm leading the Warriors and like I'm dominating the ball so that we can win the games and try with the plane. And maybe that's kind of set him up for this year where he's like, I'm, I'm the guy. And um, I mean, like, I mean, he's obviously got an ego because like, you don't be this good about an ego, but like he's kind of showing him more on the court where like, I'm going to take command of this fourth and I'll put the team on my back, essentially. And I, it is, it's been really evident um, in this series, especially yesterday. Um, mm, he, doesn't, he doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't really have a choice either, does he? Um, he doesn't, but there's been times where he's had before and, like, he hasn't really done it. Like, he's still moved off, like, off ball or, like, he's made an extra pass. Whereas yeah. he say, like, sometimes I want you to go and take a shot. <clears> even if you miss it, just, like, you know, like, go and do your thing sort of thing. Basically... Um, all the like advanced analytics show that if Steph Curry isn't the one initiating, you're getting a good shot. I think it's 1.5 um, points per possession when he, he's initiating. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I saw something. And just to give people context, like normally around one is like elite. Um, so 1.5 is through the roof, really. And you have these whole yeah. possessions where you guys have just got him running off the, off the ball to occupy the defence. Like, run 60 pick and rolls with Steph. Either Steph gets a shot or he's setting somebody else up for a yep. shot because the way defences um, react to him to this day is still, he causes so much chaos and, and, and problems for defences that you're gar- almost guaranteed at least a decent look if Steph Curry is the one handling the baller. A lot of Golden State fans were wigging out because he got taken out of the game. Um, I can't remember the last time he played 40 minutes in a playoff game. Um, but it feels like you're going to need that sort of level of 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 minutes and that sort of yeah, level of play if if you want to see it out because guys may end up having a decent game like Clay's gone off in games. Paul was all right in game four as well. Um, 
but it's going to be off the back of everything that Steph brings to the to the floor. Um, who won the coaching battle? Um, I thought this is an interesting one. And I normally we tend to go with the winner here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this instance, I, I'm going to go with Bidoka. Um, okay. Because it's a bit high that I'm your boys, like I'm your United boys, that like he has some fans that were saying when Ralph came in, um, he was coaching wins, but you guys just... Had you had a few bozos who weren't coaching three nils, yeah. So I think I think that's what this game kind of was. Like, okay. I mean, if you look at the first, what like um, forty minutes of the game, forty two minutes of the game, Boston yeah. were in a good position. I mean, like they were the better team, and you think they're going to win the game? I think with like eight, seven minutes left, they were up like five. Yeah, um, and you're thinking they're going to close us out. Um, but then Tatum and Brown going to the hearable sort of thing. But I think the defense he's been playing on Curry has worked well. Because um, really, it, it, in this sort of situation, like the sort of defense he's playing, so for like to give some context, it's either like a two-on-one on Steph or it's playing a drop or it's coverage or it's switching. So there's playing a lot of different styles on Steph. Um, and really, on what Yudoka is saying here is that um, it's Steph that's going to beat us and no one else. And mm. I know it's stepping off with like 43. Um, but is that sustainable? Is Steph gonna get another like because we kind of needed every single bucket? Is Steph gonna get 43, 40 plus in the next three games? I don't know. We've got to see. Um, like I don't put it past him, but it's really taxing on the body. Um, because really, if it was down to the other warriors to beat Boston, it wasn't really gonna happen this game. Like mm. I know Wiggins came up big, 16 rebounds and something like 17 points or whatnot. Clay had maybe like 15 points and missing time buckets in the fourth. But really, it was a bit of a struggle offensively um, like for the other Warriors. Um, and I know Jordan Poole had some good minutes as well. But I thought his game plan worked really well. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if he moves away from that now because Steph has got nuclear um, in a couple of games or um, does he stick to what he knows best and what's been working for them. But he does yeah. expect guys to execute better on the floor. Um, I think sometimes in instances... Like Brown and Tatum, sometimes he's got to read what's going on within the game. Um, so I thought one curve putting on the elite side in the fourth um, on Boston, we're looking at him like he was food. For some reason, again, even though we've seen in this series that he's kind of held his own because Steve Kerr has made sure that he's put the right help around him and that Warriors that put the right help around the elite so to make sure that he doesn't get blown by because um, obviously he's not the quickest. Yeah. Um, and like, they kind of keep falling for that bait. Which is kind of disappointing at this stage because you've seen it in the math series of Luca and you've seen it in this series as well. And you think to yourself, there's no need for you to like go away and stray away from like moving the ball as you have done in the game so far, and it's worked well. They kept attacking the elites and like, they weren't getting much joy. And to be honest, I don't think getting a shot of a six nine defender is really the best shot you can get on the court at that time. Um and Brown and Tatum both fell into that trap. And then, like, you kind of waste a lot of time on the shot clock as well. So if you can't get a clear shot, you're then scrambling. And yeah. then the Warriors' defense is kind of set. And then you're not getting the best quality shot that you probably could if you're moving the ball, as you were earlier. So, um, mm. yeah. So isn't I, that I think essentially, so isn't that, don't you think that's maybe his job to get them time out? And, te- like, normally he doesn't even necessarily devise any, like, elaborate schemes for them. He just kind of cusses yeah. them out, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He just kind of keeps it real with them, and they just kind of um, react to that. And I wanted to touch on, obviously, um, Steve Kerr dropping Draymond for a few minutes in the fourth. Um, 
big decision. Um, when you were in the flow of the game, did it feel like the right decision to make or were you kind of like, what the hell? It was definitely the right decision to make. I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking at Jamin, like I was looking at his fouls and I think to myself, I think maybe like the only way you can win this game if this guy fouls out because Kerr's not going to drop him for the last... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like Kerr's not going to drop him like totally for the last six minutes because that will A, kill his confidence and like Jamin's not really the sort of guy that like, um, he might not react to that too well. Like I don't know at this stage in his career, I mean, like, he's pretty accountable, so he would probably think, I've been shit, but, like, to be dropped totally in the biggest moment, the biggest game of the season, um, yeah, it'd be quite a lot for him to take or for anyone to take, really. But I think he made the right choice in going offense and defense um, because when he's on the floor, as you can see, it, it's totally clogged things up. I think in the fourth quarter when he wasn't actually on the bench, we went on, like, a 13-2 run, 11-2 run, something like that. Um, Damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like things are just so much freer um, when he's not doing like his traffic cop offense, sort of like pointing at people to run around screens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, things are just a lot more fluid. And then yeah. to be fair to him, um, like some people, you know, like I'm the head might drop, like they might be like disengaged, but he came out when he had to defend in the fourth in this quarter moments, and he, he did well. And then he made a few plays offensively. I think within the crunch time, he got two assists and one offensive rebound, which were huge. I'm at the time um, and like he kind of utilized himself better so when Steph got trapped he went into the space and that yeah. was a and I think it was maybe Looney inside and we got an easy bucket that way um, so yeah it was a lot better for me in that mini bit of the fourth but um, like overall pretty nasty game man <laughs> um, yeah he spoke about it on this podcast afterwards and he was kind of like yeah you're not going to hear, we won the game, like obviously I'm not going to be happy individually, but it's about the team, we're trying to win a championship we're three wins away Um, who am I to, you know I was playing crap, who am I to, you know try and cause a ruckus or cause any fuss, Um, so yeah, like you said, he's pretty accountable the issue is like, what's he going to do about it, like he's been a non-entity on the fence for like the last three seasons yep. really, Uh, every shot is heavy handed, Is there's that kind of but I remember they were showing one off-season clip and he was just pushing the ball up like and I was like, bro, work on like your corner free or something. <laughs> something that can just For real, if, yeah. he just if he could just do what PJ Tucker does on offense, along with his like hands-offs and whatnot, that would just make things much more easy for you. And he wouldn't necessarily have to manage and how he has to manage. But I think now Steve Kerr's done it once, he's probably gonna be inclined to do it more so. Um, yeah. now he's obviously you guys have reaped the benefits of it. It was a big move, but backs against the wall, and you, you know how it is with the finals, there's no guarantees you come back again, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, what was your player of the game? Player of the game, um, it was probably so I, I think it's probably two. So, um, there's the one where Clay puts us up one, the big three point shot left, um, with like 424 left in the game, and I thought that, that was a huge three, um. I think he made like two in the fourth that were really critical. I think we're down five at one point and he made a three and pulled it back to like two or one or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I thought he made some pretty big shots, but I think the best one was probably um, the Steph three. That was kind of the dagger. Like, this is one of, it's one of those shots where like you look at it and you kind of feel I'm a bit hopeless. Um, I think it was White was like a step too slow to like close him out. Yeah. I think it was him. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, he just stopped opportunity and then he let it fly. Um, and it puts you in like a pretty like commanding position. Um, because like, then Boston got a value and that like, if you 
play the shot clock well and exactly. minimize possessions. And yeah, he kind of kind of like closed out the game from there. Um, so yeah, I think those are the biggest players of the game. Cool. Now, what did you have as the blunder of the game? Blunder of the game. Um, it, it's going to be a mix of both. So like on Curry, I think when he came back in around the eight, seven minute mark, um, he wouldn't feel like a spell where we didn't get anything in our three offensive positions. And then he does, I mean, he did that thing, right? He, like, you know when he dribbles and he throws it behind the back? Yeah. I think he did it in game seven against the Cavs. I was having yeah. a flashback, I was speaking to myself, shit, like, ah, right, cool. I mean, like, I'm lost this game. Like, I'm going down <laughs> this path again. Like, yeah. I'm, this guy's going to be tanked. Like, he's not thinking straight because he's played a lot of minutes. Um, yeah, and I thought we kind of lost it there because I was like, like, bro, like, I'm in a situation that you just don't really do that when the game's like on a knife edge like this. Um, but he made up for it. And then, like, number two was, again, Tatum and Brown decision-making um, in the last five minutes of the game. Um, it wasn't really conducive to winning the basketball game. Um, they made some, that like, they took some terrible shots and I thought they kind of, like, lost the game there, which is disappointing because they could have gone, like, 3-1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think they had, I was reading, they had that stretch. I haven't watched the game back yet. They had a stretch, um, Boston, that is, where it was, like, Smart missed three, Jalen yeah. Brown missed three, Tatum missed three, um, Horford missed three, Horford made three. They're not getting to the rim. They're not putting rim pressure on. They're not getting free throws in in the clutch. That's just not a not a good look. Um, who are the lights too bright for, sir? Um, I'm gonna go with Draymond because boy, like, his game stunk, man. They, they like, bottled it. They bottled it. But you're gonna go Draymond, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, well, it's two people. I, I think Tatum, but I think Tatum lesser because um. I mean, he's a younger player and like, I kind of expect these things from him because like, he's so grown into the player he's going to be. Mm. So I kind of give him like, more leeway, like I did Luke in the last series. Okay. Um, they're young guys, so like, they're kind of still going to figure it out. But um, I'm dreaming, like, so when we talk about his offense, yeah, and how he's been pretty poor on that end. But I think what's made it up in the past is that he's been so stellar and elite on defense. You're like, you can't really take him out of the game because yeah. he brings just huge value on that end. Formative, yeah. Yeah, but he hasn't been that guy in the last two rounds. And like, honestly, um, Looney's been our best defender, you know, the last like eight, ten playoff games. Um, and like, Draymond, his defense intensity in like game three was just not there. It, it, it was poor. He got fouled out. Um, I thought on Friday night in game four, he wasn't particularly great either in like the first half. He, he was pretty poor. I, I thought Jalen Brown got the better of him. To be fair, he missed some tough shots, but like since game two, when he tried to get in his head, Jalen Brown seemed to have the bit of him um, in those one-on-one matchups, and like his defense in general, like the case of like overhelping, um, yeah, it, it, has, it hasn't been great. And like if he's not going to bring you that value, um, then it's kind of sticky. And then like on offense, like if he's got an open shot from the free and he doesn't take it. Um, like, fair enough at this point. Like, you kind of expect that from him. Like, you, you kind of just live with it. But I think it happened twice in one position. Um, and then he even had an open shot from the mid-range in that same position. And he didn't take it. And he kind of forced the pass. And like, you're looking at him, you're thinking, like, bro, like, you can't really be doing this because mm. if, you, if you're not even willing to take a shot, um, and, you know, like, like, worst case, it hits the rim and then we get an offensive rebound, maybe. Um, but, yeah, like, it, like, you can't just, like, be that mute on offense because it stifles everything else. And then on defense, if they get like a quick transition because of a turnover, like you're just giving up too much, you know? Um, 
And then I think also he wasn't really crashing the balls as well uh, as he normally does, um, especially offensively. Um, like he he would kind of he was kind of ball watching. Like he would watch Steph and other put up shots, and like he wasn't even like driving to the rim to try and get a put back or try and get that rebound. He just seemed a bit disengaged, and I think that's partly because like, for the first time ever, like, I'm looking at him and like he looks kind of um, like lost out there. Like he looks like he's lost his confidence because he's been so poor offensively and defensively. Um, like he looks a little shook. Like I know he was saying how he lost the Boston crowd. And the mm. intensity, but like if you look at the way that he plays and like his body language and demeanor, it doesn't really show that he does um like love that sort of environment. And like I'm um, even his they have to say so, they they have to say they do those, don't they? No, what, you do, yeah. Say, who's gonna come out and say nah I'm rattled? Who's gonna come out and say <laughs> you lot are in, you lot are in my head? So yeah, it's the fact that the guys were even talking about it and crazy like go oh, their children, there's like bro, like that's how you man got cooked in 2016, man. Exactly. You know, don't 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 be like that. Um, and everybody knows what them um, Boston sickos are like, anyway. Um, listen, it's the best of three series. You got two games at home. Um, are you gonna close it out, sir? Um. So, uh, honestly, I'm not really too sure, man. I can't really give you an answer. Nah, 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 nah. I can't give you. I'm gonna go with Warriors in seven. Like, okay, okay. Like before the series, because obviously I got a back my team. Like, they got two games at home. Naturally, to, yeah. To win there, so that I, I, I've mm-hmm. got a back us. But I'm um, honestly, um, it's like so tightly contested because Boston the better team, but we got the best player. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it kind of depends how they execute next game, Boston. Um, if Warriors can get like one of like Clay and Draymond to like show up, um, it makes a world of difference. Mm. So what, what, what do you need to do for that to happen then? Um, obviously, we've talked about Steph Curry handling the ball more, um, mm. just because he he generates amazing offense. Um, but what do you have to do? I think Draymond's a stretch at this point. But yeah. you're looking at that for me. You're looking at guys like Paul Clay, Wig- Wiggins. We even speak about Wiggins, who's been stellar this series. Um, had another terrific game in Game Four. I think he played what 45, 45, 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, he got Incredible seventeen points, sixteen rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stellar defense again. Um, so, what, what do you need from your guys here on out to get those two wins out of three games? So, from Wiggins, I uh, can't really ask too much more. Like he, he's bringing you great stuff from both ends. So, like, um, he's been fine. He's been our best second option, mm. probably for our whole playoff run. Um, he's been our most consistent second option. Um, in terms of like Clay, um, maybe just like hitting his open shots more and like, not forcing up so many contested shots. I think in the math series he did the same thing, and I think he kind of figured it out. Figured it out in games four and five, where um, and they saw that he was getting closed out and like he was attacking that space a bit more. So he wasn't just pulling up because he feels like I need to get a shot off. He was attacking that closeout and like making an extra pass. Um, and yeah. whether it was inside of that to pull on the wing, um, and like those like instances make a lot of difference. So I think maybe like Clay, just like reading the game a bit better and like taking his time a bit more, um, yeah. and like reading the opportunity. I thought Jordan Poole had his best game of this series so far. Um, and that's part of the bar's, because, the bar's uh, been low. It has been very low, yeah. But it's definitely his best game because um, um he kind of like took advantage of that drop coverage that Rob Williams has. Because like before in the prior games, he was blown by his guys with like a thousand hezies and whatever. He was taking a contested three or he was like trying to go to the rim. And Rob Williams was kind of eating that shit up. Um, so that like, um, he's I'm like taking that mid-range because um 
he kind of gives you that space in the drop. And I think there's a lot yeah. more points. There's a lot more decisive in this game. Uh, and it made like a world of difference. Like he kind of like kept us in the game in the first quarter. And in the fourth quarter, he missed entirely buckets in place because he was a lot more decisive in what he was doing. So mm. if you can, can do that, that it'd be great. Yeah, if you, and if you can do that for those one or two minute stretches where you want to give Steph a rest, yeah. even even better, right? Even key, better. Yeah. So are you expecting, obviously, um, Rob Williams has this, it looks like he's probably done for the series now, or if he does end up, um, he's, he looks really rough, man. I don't know if nobody said oh, okay. that. When I say done, I don't mean not necessarily playing, but apparently with the knee injury, he kind of has been waking up. Um, some days he feels fine, some days it feels awful, and mm-hmm. he just goes out and plays. But I think it's, I've heard rumours that he t- tweaked it a bit more. Um, so you're not going to get much more out of him. Are you expecting Paul to build on his game four performance now? Or do you think um, that, was an out- that was an outlet? Because I think you need more from him. You need more from him. We do, but then the problem is that defensively, like the, the, the kind of like, um, like, like I'm taking him to shreds. Um, but he was, he was a lot better. In, he was a lot better in game four. So he was able to like, stay in the game a bit longer. Um, but yeah, I, I think offensively is what he's going to have to like bring it and like try and get his minutes on the court. Um, mm. Because he was a lot more decisive and because they're playing that drop coverage, he really yeah. like kind of attack that space and take that mid range, um, yeah. which he wasn't taking in the prior games, yeah. um, which, which which kind of plays into their hands. So as long as he continues to do that, I think he can be fine. And like find himself like 15, 20 minutes on the court and like make an impact in those minutes. Yeah, that's all you need. Just a bit of instant offense, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you said the Warriors in seven, yeah? Yeah. So what is it? You're going to win your game, they're going to win their game, and then one more game at the Chase Center for all the marbles. What would yeah. this champion, what would winning this championship mean to you? Um, Because Steph has been so dominant um, and like he's been like by far and away the best player. Like I'm the MVP, what will even be in contention? Um, Finals MVP wouldn't be in contention if the Warriors won. Um, but I think it just adds to his legacy. And because he like he was able to put us on our back in that game four and get that win with 43 points, when it didn't look likely we were going to win that game. Yeah, um, yeah, it it it's going to do a lot for those discussions about him being a top ten player. Top. 10 I asked, people. what did it mean to you? You're telling me, you're telling me about all you care about is Steph's legacy, yeah? I mean, pretty much, yeah. It's the Warriors, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, game five is going to be a doozy. That's going to be tomorrow. Um, probably have a reaction pod with, with Yas back on licking his wounds this weekend, as, as you would. Um, but a pleasure to have you on, Nii. Thanks for that. Um, and I look forward to the rest of the series. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.